0: Hello. Hello. Owen Cutts. Oh, I, Owen Cutts, Um mm. I am Owen Cuts.
1: <laughs> We've established that.
0: <laughs> uh, I, I'm a... Um,
1: you always nearly say singer.
0: Yeah, I do, don't I?
1: You want to be a singer, don't no, you? Really. Yeah,
0: yeah. Front, front. <laughs>
1: uh, Vocally. Headline. Vocalist. Headline
0: act. Glastonbury. Yeah. I always thought... <laughs> this, this is really weird. But I always thought if I headline Glastonbury, right, on the last song, all right, I'd pull out two flare guns from <laughs> behind me and just go, just shoot them shoot into the flare air.
1: Guns. No One one's day ever done you that, might right? live out that dream. I hope so. Do, is it? Would it be unusual for a producer to be on the stage at a festival?
0: Yeah, massively. Unless, well, unless
1: you're a DJ as well, right? Because now, like someone like David Getter or whatever is on. Yeah. Yeah. But is that because he's a DJ producer?
0: He's like a DJ producer, yeah. It'd be a bit weird for the producer or songwriter to to be on stage, yeah. Unless you've written absolutely everything. Like, it wouldn't be weird if, like, Bernie Taupin suddenly right. on with Elton John. because But if
1: you it. just started sort of walking at the back of the stage yeah. behind one of your artists. A you 40-year-old God. man. <laughs> right, with a flare gun. Two flare guns. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jodie Carris. I'm a therapist and the founder of Salespace, which is a mental health, a contemporary mental health service. This is Owen Cartz, who's a not a singer, but he's a songwriter, producer, and our podcast is called "I'm Okay Though."
0: Yeah, and it's all about mental health and therapy and normalizing it all, isn't it?
1: It is indeed. We're all a bit bit messy. We're all very messy, very very messy humans.
0: Okay, and let's just
1: uh, let's just normalize the complexities of our feelings.
0: Yes, we're all. We all
1: want to be on the stage at Glastonbury with a flare gun. (laughs) That is what we want to do. Thank you
0: very much. but this 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 week we have promised ourselves that we're we're gonna we're gonna talk about grief, right? yes, because we've been slightly putting it off, but we've both pre record both admitted that grief isn't a touchy subject for either of
1: us. I don't find it I mean look, I think getting into contact with difficult feelings, sadness and loss being one of the key ones is potentially difficult for all of us none of us are exempt but I can be quite defensive about about those things as in not actively defensive but I often intellectualize my more painful feelings so I'll go oh I you know I haven't struggled through a really significant grief but it's not true because I really have yeah um I just would rather talk about other things, because I think it is actually difficult for us to think about grief in itself. And when we're talking here about grief, we're not just associating it, associating it to the grief of losing a person. Yeah, In my mind, grief manifests from so many different things. That might be the loss of a relationship, our children growing up. Um, losing a, a younger, different version of ourselves, changing jobs, yeah. moving location, losing an item or something that mattered to you a lot. Yeah. You know, grief is, uh, we can feel griefy about a lot of different things. Yeah. It, so that's how I understand it. Do you, when you think about yourself and grief, where do you go to?
0: Well, my obvious go to is you know when losing a person. I lost someone very special to me when I was young. That was
1: your friend, wasn't it? My
0: friend, yeah. Yeah. So that's my immediate go to. But I'm 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 really interested in the other kinds of grief as Mm. well that you talk about because I think that's really important to recognise that there are other types of grief that we go through daily
1: yeah you know. and in our lives you know for periods of our lives yeah you know for our teens for our childhood we yeah. can grieve and you know what i think is really important to remember is every single grief we experience will remind us of griefs we've had before yeah so they kind of build up Yeah. So it, you know, it's, it's like a kind of shadow memory that lives, you know, that grief reminds me of that grief. Yeah. And so they can really deepen. And also as we allow ourselves to experience feelings of grief, they prepare us for the losses we haven't yet had. Yeah. So sometimes, you know, we'll notice, particularly you might notice it. I noticed it quite a lot with my nan, who was a very important person in my life. and I. I started grieving the loss of her years and years before she died. And that? I could feel my psyche preparing, which might be that I imagined I'd lost her or I dreamt that I'd lost her or I would lose her in M&S and panic or yes. I could feel that something was shifting because I knew that was going to be a big grief for me. Right. Didn't make it really any easier. No, but I, I did catch myself going, I feel so sad about the idea of losing her. Yeah. And we can often have that about our parents, you know, and or people that we that we love that we might, you know, uh, I I often think that those thoughts as well, which we might associate it to guilt or the things we haven't done. When we think about somebody else's life being over, it really brings into clarity the quality of that relationship right and what we're not saying what needs to be said all of that stuff yeah. so we kind of start preparing for loss
0: yeah
1: really really early That's and i interesting i don't i noticed as well before um one of my other you know big griefs not just losing my nan was the ending of my marriage which was you know, twenty-two year long relationship, and I noticed years before that, probably even five or six, seven years before that, I can remember saying to him, "God, I wonder what it would be like if we weren't together." Yeah. So you almost, I think, somewhere psychically, we—and I don't mean psychically, like woo yeah. but in our psyche, we start to prepare for endings, even yeah. when we just begin.
0: Because for me, the the, the difference between th- things ending and 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 grief is that.
1: Grief of someone dying, you mean, or the feeling?
0: No, I just feel like grief is like, it's never coming back.
1: Grief or death?
0: So when you're grieving something, I think it's the, for me, it's the knowledge that it's never coming back.
1: Okay, got it. Never coming back in the shape that it was.
0: Yeah, so like at the moment, like I'm really like, like, I don't want my daughter to age Mm -hmm.
1: she's so cute
0: because she's so cute Mm -hmm. and she's at such she's four and she's amazing and I think the grief is to I know that it's never coming back I know that she'll never be like that again and that's kind of like why I want to sort of suspend
1: yeah, you want to, you want to relieve yourself of the pain of her not needing you in the way she needs you right now.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I'm yeah. like aware of like how
1: mm-hmm. like
0: cute and amazing and funny and silly she is. And whereas my son, who's a bit older, I'm like really looking forward to his stages. Mm. I'm looking forward to him getting a bit older and getting a bit more. Being
1: like, more matey.
0: Yeah, being more matey and being sort of like, you know, watching him go through, through school and friendships and, and situations and chatting to him and he's. He's becoming funnier, you know. He's making me laugh, and whereas with my daughter, I'm just like, stop, 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 stop <laughs> well, there. You're,
1: you're kind of you're preparing for the grief of that, and it might not even be the sadness of her immediate next growth. It might be the day that she doesn't need her daddy in the same way she does now. Yeah. So we start to notice the increments of what that loss might feel like.
0: Because there's that thing where they say there was there was a there was a day where it was the last time your your parents picked you up. Yeah, but there there was because your parents don't. I'm
1: bigger than my mom. Your
0: parents don't pick you up I'm now, do they? Her up. So there there was a day. Yeah, so there was a day where that was the there was the that was the last time you were picked up by them. So there will be a day where it is the last time. Yeah, I, I pick up. My Your kid, baby it happens,
1: or they're just not babies anymore. Not babies, yeah. And and I think you know those griefy feelings, which aren't just things like sadness. They can be anger, they can be fear. Yeah, you know they can be hope of kind of new beginnings. But I was wondering, you know, if we're trying to think about the context of where grief might emerge, do you ever feel griefy feelings about ending a record or finishing an album?
0: Oh my god, yeah. I'm like. I have the same sort of feeling about finishing a record as like a holiday finishing. Like, you know, when you're like Ugh. When you go away when you're like a teenager and you're on holiday and it's like the best two weeks of your life and you've made like best. <laughs> so friends. you've
1: got a new girlfriend, you've got, your girlfriend, you've
0: got... <laughs> You're like, you know, you you're promising to stay in touch, like none of you want it to end because it was this like magical a, a magical suspended reality two weeks in a yes. country and yeah, and then you come back and you crash
1: yeah and life is just yeah so i always miserable. say
0: like ho- holidays are the best drugs you can take because they cost the most <laughs> they last the longest <laughs> you come up the highest yeah. you come down the lowest
1: yeah it's so true and
0: i have the same when i when i'm really into a record and it finish and we we finish it and 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 it's all and the process is like Even post-release, it's slightly died down. Mm. I do uh, have the same feeling. And
1: it's the end... One, it's the kind of ending of a creative process, right? That... That bit of you that was attached to that that will never be activated again. Yeah, because it's not the same people, it's not the same music, yeah. it's not the same. And also, you know, the 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 kind of familiarity of the same people turning up to record to to make that yeah. music.
0: It's so good. You're in it together. It's yeah. Like, it's such an amazing,
1: intimate. It's a very intimate experience. Intimate opening,
0: like, well, the way that. Like, I do it anyway. It's very like egoless. Very sort of like yeah. Let's just get the best record and let's open up and let's talk. Because for me, the best records come from conversations always. Yeah. The best records come from conversations. Totally. Um.
1: And feelings, I guess.
0: Feelings and often you're talking about the record before it's being made. You don't realise you're doing it. Yeah. It's in that initial it's ch- the
1: thought the, process. Yeah. You know,
0: the talk of the day or the you have a big conversation at night. You know. Mm. over dinner and Mm. really picking things apart, often you'll, you'll make a record about it the next day
1: Well it's almost, it's a bit like kids isn't it, it's like I notice it about my business which is you know, we're my business partner and I. Our job is to keep that business alive. All our thoughts and ideas and creativity are around that business. Yeah. So you, you, it's a bit like bringing a child up, right? Yeah. And the same when you're making an album yeah. or a record, maintaining, maintaining it. And I think. You know, grief is, um, one, it's a sign of intimacy, something that really mattered, the connection of you to the thing or you to another and the thing, whatever that is. Yeah. And grief is really a tribute to the thing that's been. Yeah. It, it's the other side of, of yeah. how, how that mattered and what that meant. Yeah. Cause um, I,
0: so I get it like, and then if you, if you do something like with someone, and then they go on and they do another record with someone else yeah
1: did they I, did they like them more did they have a I better time i
0: cannot handle that it's up well it's that thing. i don't handle that well mm. like obviously on the face i'm like
1: congratulations yeah oh, of course yeah
0: but there is a part where it's like yeah the
1: pain of it the
0: pain of it and the sort of uh, uh you're not in that bubble anymore mm. of of making the making a record together mm. Mm. And it like, makes sense and like of course you move on you make records I make records with loads of different people like of course you should and it's like beautiful and creative and that's the nature of things uh, but yeah I find that hard because it's gone and it's like mm. you know I want it back yeah I want that feeling back
1: you want to recreate it. And when you think about the kind of seat of emotions, the place that those feelings come from, does it feel similar to when you lost your friend? Or does it feel like it comes from a similar pot of feelings? That's a bit of an abstract question.
0: I uh, yeah, I understand what you're, what you're asking. It It does because, like I say the 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 fact that it's not coming back. Mm-hmm. I think that's that that's the saving. That's the more saving grace from mm-hmm. from from work and stuff. You can always work with them again in the future or whatever. They or not all you think you can, but like when my friend died, it was like he's not coming back. Yeah. There is nothing. It's
1: very f- finite. It finite. Finite. Finite.
0: Yeah. It's like <laughs> you have so. It's also the knowledge of of. It's like it's it's knowing that the questions you have have no answer. Yeah. It's not even like someone at some time could have answered it. It's like there is no answer. Yeah. There is nothing to it's answer gone. your it's... questions. And we and you know, me and my friends had so many questions. Mm-hmm. Like, did he did it hurt? Was he in pain? Was he like where's he gone? Like what what happened? How did to him? he die? Like he fell off a wall.
1: Oh gosh.
0: Like just complete tragic accident. Wow. Yeah. Fell off the wall into the sea.
1: Oh my! And drowned. In,
0: in, well, don't know. That's, we don't know.
1: Oh my goodness!
0: Did he die when he
1: hit the? Hit, water. Yeah. Wow. Black.
0: We don't know what happened.
1: Were you there? You weren't. No, I wasn't was... there. He
0: was in Spain. The, the other thing is, we were, we there was a time where we were maybe meant to be there. Mm. So he was living in Spain. There was a festival, and he was like, "Come out for the festival, man! You'll love it." And we were all like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah! We'll try and make it work." And it, none of us went. So, mm. but yeah, he died, and uh, you're just left with nothing. You mm. know, it's like he's not one. He's not coming back. He, two, we don't know what happened. We're three. We 3 we do not know where he's gone. If if he has gone anywhere, or you know, you know, lots of like existential questions and
1: more questions than answers. No answers. Yeah,
0: that's that's the hard thing. No answers. Not even from your elders. Not from your dad. Not from like.
1: Did they find his body? I'm yeah, sorry yeah. to ask. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they did. Yeah.
1: Wow. That's a big story isn't it? And I think you know that the idea of of what it means to be left with all of these emotions yeah without the person to talk it through with and share it with yeah you know that is incredibly challenging yeah and
0: And I'm not good at accept I I don't accept mm, things. Mm, like if you tell me I can't do something, I don't I'm not accepting that. Mm, I'll do it. Mm, you know, or I'll try But there's
1: nowhere to go with that one.
0: That you just have to accept it.
1: So that, how did you navigate that grief then? How did you navigate that?
0: Um Well, first of all we you, we were quite yeah, we were twenty three. I say we because it...
1: There was a group of There was a you. group
0: of us, yeah. And so it was this kind of like, if I'm honest, it was this, it, it was this bizarre time, right, where like all of a sudden we were the centre of the community because something tragic had happened and it had happened to us. And so we were kind of like, it was almost like our neighbourhood froze and like any sort of door was open to us. You know, everyone knew what had happened and everyone knew that, like... At the very centre of it was his mum and dad and sister. Of course. And then, uh, if it was, like, rings of a tree uh, trunk, the next ring was us. Mm -hmm. So we were kind of... It felt, like, almost magical in Mm -hmm. a way. Mm -hmm. It was this, like, time... like. No one was asking you like to go to work, or no one was asking you to like. Oh, can you? There was a
1: kind of understanding. Yeah.
0: Oh, you owe me fifty quid. Can you pay me that? Like there was a yeah, there was an understanding and a kind of like we were left alone and all the doors were open to us and we were kind of like rolled around. Uh, there, there was four of us uh, who were all in the same position. I think that was quite comforting. Mm-hmm. That
1: uh, we were in
0: it together. we were in it together. It's like ah, oh, I feel. Absolutely like obliterated, but at least I know that the other three mm. are feeling the same, so we'd in it with you. so we'd wake up, we'd call each other, we'd chat, we'd meet up, and then we'd just kind of like roll from house to house, being like fed Eating and watered and... yeah, because also there's this horrible period of like as as you say, did you get his did they find his body like it took a month to get his body back to to the u k wow. so we had this we had a month
1: waiting time
0: waiting for the funeral. It was this kind of like, yeah, weird period. No
1: man's land.
0: No man's land. But the, also like carte blanche to kind of do whatever you wanted in a weird way. Yeah. Your, any behavior was excusable because yes. like, oh, don't worry. They're just, they're going through, you know, hell. Mm-hmm. So like we could like drink or we, or we, like, but we, we didn't, behave. but we could be badly behaved. We could have smashed, we, we could have done anything and and no one would have told us. They, that I mean, we the police
1: might have done. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. But
1: there's something, isn't there? Like, even when you were talking about that record thing, you know, finishing music together and the grief around that, there's definitely something about how we can unite with others. So, you know, we often feel so alone in our grief feelings and thoughts. Yes. Yeah. And just the idea that someone else can go, God, that's really shit. I'm sorry. Yeah. Or... Yeah, to to kind of be with you in it, Yeah. however, um, you know, difficult it feels. I think that is one of the things, whatever our grief is, however small. And I think that's another really important thing is that we shouldn't quantify our grief. We shouldn't say, well, you know, well, it was just a job or, you know, it it, it was just a dream. I know when I finished presenting, so I used to be a television presenter, I... I knew I didn't want to do that anymore but turning my back on that that idea I chose it I chose to leave um but I was still filled with a kind of sense of loss, yeah and and everybody said, "Well, I don't, you know, you had such a great career. I don't know why you left." And everyone was really not kind of I didn't feel anyone was with me except one of my friends who was like, "You know, whatever you want, whatever you want is the right thing.
0: Sometimes you just need to hear just it just
1: needed to hear it, and it allowed me to just feel feel what I felt,
0: yeah, I think it's surprising. I mean, I mean, it's a kind of like common theme of what we talk about, but, if you do just like take that little step and like ask someone mm. also, like i'm um, you often find that they've either been through it yeah as well privately and not said anything yeah it's so
1: and how you let someone in and I was writing about this the other day I had a moment with my son from years ago when he um it it was just when my my ex-husband and I had said that we were going to separate and I could see that my son was really struggling with his grief and I I couldn't reach him. I didn't know. I didn't have... I couldn't take care of me, so I couldn't find a way to take care of him. Yeah. And I was sitting with him one evening and he said... I didn't know what to say. And he said to me, kind of disbelievingly, but you've broken my heart, mum. And I had. And I was able from that to say, I know. And I'm so sorry.
0: Yeah. And there
1: was something in him allowing me oh, in. God. I know. <laughs> yeah. But there was something in him allowing me into that grief space. Yeah. That allowed us to be together. Yeah. And it meant that I could reach him and he wasn't alone. Because yeah. he just needed to hear me say, I'm sorry.
0: Yeah.
1: And he found, I mean, at seven or eight, he found a way to make that happen. Yeah. But but I guess why I, I kind of share that story is when somebody steps alongside you in it, whatever yeah. that feels like. I think there's something really unifying that.
0: Yeah, yeah. You feel sort of supported in it.
1: Supported oh. and seen. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's it's also something not to rush through your grief. You know, we, we hear the cliche a lot of times, a healer. Yeah. But allow yourself to feel it all. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're never one thing or the other. And no, we're never just sad. You know, you might be sad and hopeful or, you know, angry and relieved. You know, these things, yeah. they live as multiples. Yeah.
0: And also that, like... <laughs> I guess like your TV situation, it's like it's okay to know that it was the wrong thing, mm. but also to grieve it.
1: To grieve it and to know that I was going to miss some of it. And um, yeah,
0: because I think I feel like if you let yourself grieve for it, then you're telling yourself that oh, it was a it was the right thing, and like mm. I miss it, and you know, etc. etc. But actually, you can know that it's wrong. It you know you can know that you you have made the right decision. Yeah. But it's still painful. Painful and it's still you're still yeah. gonna grieve it.
1: Like the end of friendships, like the end of relationships. It's never clear cut. Yeah. It never is, however much we say it. Yeah. What things can comfort us when we are feeling particularly griefy? And I, you know, I go back to what we always talk about here, which are the rituals and the routines that keep you buoyant when yeah. waters get choppy. But but also, you know, the the little things like sharing, taking a moment to indulge your grief. You know, if you're grieving the end of a relationship, allow yourself to listen to sad songs. Yeah. Allow yourself to feel the most miserable. Yeah. Give yourself the opportunity to do that. Yeah. Because that's the way that you can really process it.
0: Yeah. I found it like now when someone's uh, going through the loss of someone they loved or something, uh, I feel like quite. Or at least a little, little bit better equipped to sort of like know what they might
1: need,
0: need or not. And and sometimes, uh, I remember just sitting with someone and not talking. Yeah. was really helpful. Just so now, there. like, if someone like is going through something, I say, hey, look, you know, you can just we can just hang and just not chat, like if you want, because mm-hmm. that was really helpful for me
1: to just be together, so just to have
0: someone there. And eat and, and like, food, or I'm to... sick of talking about. It. I'm, I don't want to talk to anyone. But
1: I don't want to be on my I own. Don't want to be
0: on my own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or just to like chat, chat shit. Or yeah, like you know.
1: And and sometimes you know I think when we we are feeling in this grief space, the last thing we often need is someone who's trying to fix it.
0: Oh, absolutely. Or
1: trying to fix it ourselves. Like, come on. Yeah. You know, let's just. Jolly along. And I don't think... I don't know if I'm from the 1940s suddenly. No one says jolly along. Jolly along. (laughs) Mary Poppins. Um, But I do think, you know, as somebody that's with someone who's grieving or in your own grief, we don't have to fix this. We don't have to approach it with the ferocity of a shark bite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't have to try to mend that.
0: Yeah. I remember I went through a phase of snapping at people who who were just
1: trying to help I, trying to
0: help or didn't know what to say mm. and i would like you know i was so angry i think mm. i was just like snap back at them like people would say oh man you know he 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 wouldn't want you to you mm. know be you know be this upset he wouldn't want you to like i don't know he wouldn't want you to like mope around or whatever and i used to be like yeah well he wouldn't have wanted to be dead either. So, yeah, do you know what I mean?
1: It's not the right Fuck thing. Off. I don't need to hear that.
0: Yeah, but I feel bad now because they did. You know, you don't. Some people don't know what to say. Like, you know, the other people would be like, "Oh, he's in he's in a better place now."
1: And you're like, "No, he's better be place is like, here with me."
0: Yeah, yeah. I oh, get so angry. Yeah. But.
1: But anger is such an important emotion around grief. Yeah. You know, it's often the first yeah. phase of healing. Yeah. Is anger and anger is just sadness dressed up. Yeah. Ultimately, yeah. so because
0: people people would be like, oh, "Are you angry with him?" For you know, I'm like, I was never angry with him. No, but but, but I, I, now looking back, I was like, "Well, you are." If you were asking,
1: asking. Me, you
0: know what I mean? Yeah. It's interesting. Like, it's, it's people were angry with him for you know pissing about on a wall
1: at a festival. Yeah. Of course, because when we're the people that are left, we're the people that are left with the emotions, mm. and that's what's so difficult, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I also think it's such a human experience. Has to be, and and all of us will experience it at some times and at some time in our lives. And I think yeah. there is something comforting about that. Yeah, that this this is the human experience. Yeah. and it's okay.
0: I found comfort in that as well that people die. And it's a, the was,
1: only thing we can be sure about, right,
0: but yeah. well, I was like, I, like I can't I don't know the statistic- you know they say that someone's born every second or something or, maybe. yeah, but like you know there's there's the same statistic for death, and that and that was such a weird comfort for me mm. that, that, like people were dying every day,
1: yeah,
0: you know, and I was just like oh, i'm not he's not the only one it happens every day, yeah. Like, even now, as we're speaking, someone will be going through what I went through Mm. however many years ago.
1: Mm.
0: And it's like, that brought me a strange comfort.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: That that it's like... Other
1: people are in it.
0: Other people are in it. Other people are dying. Like, Mm. I don't know. I don't know, sort of.
1: And And I guess there's something about that, which is... I think that sometimes our fear of loss or ending can prevent us from engaging in the thing in the way that we might. Yeah. So if I know that there's going to be an end, you know, it's like that fear of intimacy or that fear of being, allowing yourself to be loved or, you know, to care about the job. Yeah. Because you know the pain that's coming. Yeah. I think if we can make peace with that.
0: That's big, isn't it? That's yeah, because
1: it allows us and encourages us to have more meaning in our lives. Yeah. Like, and ultimately, that's we, what we always want. Or we can go through our whole lives being isolated and, and lonely, really, if yeah. we don't allow ourselves to know that we can survive grief, yeah. which we can.
0: But how do we do that? How do we get there? Because obviously, like, my mind immediately goes to people not wanting to get into new relationships because mm-hmm. they've been hurt in previous relationships. Yeah. So how do we, like
1: how do we navigate that and yes. i think our next episode we're going to do more on relationships aren't we but this this idea of um knowing that first so being conscious of it which is i know that i am being defensive here right is a first thing yeah i know that i don't want to begin this thing or fully engage i always used to do this thing when i worked in telly which was i wouldn't i'd like leave the party early or i'd go I wouldn't join the crew for dinner or whatever. And I think it was a defense against the idea that, oh, that won't always be there. So why do I need to bother with it now?
0: Okay, I'm a bit like that. But
1: really, it's a fear of the loss of after. Right. The connection, the opportunity, you know. it's It's a self, it's a kind of a self-protection. Yeah but in a way you just really do lose out. I don't mean you always have to go to the party or go to everything, but but notice when you do it. That's the first thing. Notice when you're resistant to the pain of what might be and know that whatever it is, you can survive it.
0: Right. And then
1: to... To go for it anyway. Push on. To push on anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Push on anyway. And, And it might not be every time, but the more in contact you get with the thing which says... Stop it, leave now, leave the relationship early. Don't take that. Don't don't take that opportunity. Whatever it is, that's just fear. Yeah. And we need to be able to kind of power through fear. Yeah. And know that we can survive grief.
0: Yeah. God, it's hard, isn't it? It like, is. You don't know if you you know, if you power through something and then it ultimately <laughs> it does end up hurting you again. Yeah. You know. Is but for-
1: we are born for feeling. Yeah. You know, it's horrible, but this is what we were made for. Not, not, you know, none of the other stuff, all our outputs doesn't really matter. What we are is feeling, breathing beings.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: there's something about us being born for this range of emotions. Yeah,
0: I've never thought about it like that.
1: Yeah, otherwise we wouldn't have them. Yeah. And, and, and... You know, I I think that's a really important thing to hold on to. Yeah. Is whatever it is, we were made for it.
0: Yeah, wow, that's mad. (laughs) It's kind of nice as well, isn't it? Reassuring. this This is like a purpose. Yeah. This is what we do.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: And you can feel the opposite as well i can feel amazing
1: yeah of course if we don't experience the the kind of pain and and loss of things then we also mitigate joy yeah because if we're not feeling one we won't be feeling the other
0: do you find that a lot that people are just sort of like maintaining a sort of medium
1: yeah a kind of protective defensive space i'm fine as we say i'm I'm okay okay, i'm fine but i'm in this kind of Uh, But I'm not, I don't actually have many great moments of happiness or joy.
0: And what does that ultimately lead to?
1: A a kind of, um, a disengaged kind of experience of life or disconnected. Right. Where we're just kind of ambling through it. Yeah. Not really making the deep connections on either end of that scale, which is what we want ultimately for a rich life. We can live a mediocre experience of life. Never really experiencing the low or the high.
0: Because we don't want to... Because we
1: don't want to... We don't... We can't... We 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 don't think we can bear the range of that. Yeah. And I think that... I think it's a missed opportunity if we don't encourage ourselves into those. Oh, it, sounds awful. it
0: sounds awful when you say it like that, doesn't it? Like a medi... A
1: mediocre life. Yeah. A mediocre feeling life, right? Like,
0: that sounds terrible. Because
1: if you think about it on your own deathbed, I want to know that I... I experienced despair yeah, and, yeah, yeah. you know, the the darkest end of it, as well as the most incredible love and joy, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Otherwise, why were we here?
0: Yeah, what did you do for? Yeah, like
1: exactly. So I think. I think there is something about, you know, as we talk about grief, holding your own life very clearly in your mind. Yeah. The clarity that we're here for such a short while. Yeah. And, you know, know, we can survive pretty much anything. Yeah. Emotionally. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Very true. I think that's a nice place to to wrap to wrap it up yeah Yeah. well thank you very much again
1: it's my pleasure
0: um and we actually stuck to what we said we were going to talk about we didn't
1: avoid talking about grief we actually talked and I think your story is a very powerful one about your friend and I'm sure there are lots of people that can relate to that too so yeah thank you for sharing
0: well you're welcome and we'll see you next time